Father, as we come to this next session, we just want to build on what we heard in the first. And Lord, this is about you. It's about your kingdom. And Lord, it's a joy to be able to do this together. And so, Father, as we just unpack uh, what are the things that uh, you're having us, uh, you have for us this year, Lord, we pray that you would just begin to awaken a fresh faith and excitement, but Lord, also a sense of, of expectation, Lord, in our hearts as we come. And uh, we are asking that you'd bless this time, you'd help me communicate well by your spirit, and that we would be able to respond well as your church. In your Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, it's my joy to you uh, today to, um, on behalf of the elders, really, uh, unpack what uh, we sense God has been saying to SBC, and in the next session we'll be getting to hear what God has been saying to you for SBC. So, this is where we sense God has been leading us and uh, what God is calling our church into as your elders. And uh, I want to just uh, share uh, what some of the, f- the phrases from the Lord or the words from the Lord um, that uh, we've gotten and mulled over a bit. The one is quite simple. It was that we are busy with a great or significant work here and that it's only just begun. Now, that might sound like, wow, what's the profoundness of that work? Well, for me personally, and for us as an eldership, um, maybe I'll start with me personally, last year as I was praying and just thinking about Celebration Sunday, which was really special, I felt like God gave me this word, God gave the word to Vickers as well, and to us as an eldership, and the first thing he said to me was, the work has only just begun. So in other words, Sterling, don't settle. SBC, don't settle. And I, I sense the caution of that is, the ship hasn't reached its destination. It's only leaving the port. And we've had a massive year of transition, lots of things being put in place. And at the end of that, you can have a sense of going, yes, we made it. Now we can sit down. And but I felt the Lord say it was all priming and not to settle. It had only just begun. And that reorientated my faith. Go, yeah, okay, good. The second is this. A significant work does not take time or doesn't happen overnight, right? Anybody here in construction? <laughs> We've been enjoying the reality of renovation and the end product is going to be fantastic. But there are always little challenges along the way and there's a time frame. And the bigger the work, the longer it takes time. And so the second thing, apart from don't settle, is don't be in a hurry. Now, for all the achievers here, you hear, yeah, we're going to do this. Da, 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 da. Guys, when the Lord talks about fulfilling a word to his church, particularly if it's a significant word, it's going to take some time. And so we respond incrementally to God's incremental leading. And um, this, is, this is what we're going to unpack for you this morning. The other thing is this is, <clears throat> I just sense God is saying to us particularly, and the journey that we've been on is God has needed to reestablish who we are as a church first. And uh, in other words, what is the DNA, what is the biblical DNA that he wants to put into Sterling? Because it's no good talking about replication and expansion. And what our DNA is, is what comes out. And for us as an eldership, we've really um, journeyed and had to work through these things of what is God saying to us and who are we as a church? Because to the Lord, we understand who we are is more important than what we do. Because that's what comes out when what we do. And so if the DNA is not good, when you start replicating, you get all kind of strange uh, 
shapes and sizes, and, and it becomes an unhealthy picture. And so this thing of, of God talking to us about our biblical DNA, we, it started with the word last year in the summit, last year's summit. It kind of came through during the year, but we feel challenged from the Lord to say, if someone asks you, who are you as a church? This is who we are. We are a church that is called to love up, to love in, to love out. That is who we are. That is the formal call from the Lord. And in a sense, we are cementing formally what God told us a year ago in the summertime. And the significance of that is as God has established who we are as a church, it's priming us for the future of what he wants to do. And I just want to remind you that that is the Lord's business as he begins to shape that and draw how far that is for SBC. What we are doing this year is starting to move from home base of who we are, but we're starting to look at practically under each of these loves, what is the one thing that God is calling our church to become in these areas in 2019. And what we've done is we have chosen three simple catchphrases under each of these loves. This loving up, loving in, and loving out. Don't worry, it's not coming up here. And under each one of these uh, loves, we want to have a catchphrase for what we are pursuing this year under each of those loves. And what God wants to shape us into as a church in these three areas, starting with these individual items under these three loves. I've just got to be honest for a moment. I'm on flu meds, and so if, you, if, if I'm not entirely uh, clear, you just give me a, a, a big, uh, uh, not quite sure. I, are you with me? Because I'm not sure where I'm at the moment. Is, are you with me? You good? You understand where I am? Okay. So... Three things God is calling us to pursue, one under each of these loves, and uh, they are as follows. We sense that in this loving up, where God is calling us, which loving up is my love for God. Oh my goodness, that's much smaller than on my PC. But it is pursuing life in the Holy Spirit. That is what you're going to hear throughout this year. What is it that God is calling us to pursue this year under loving up? It is pursuing life in the Spirit. And this thing... This little phrase, it's very significant. We, you're going to see in our service times, you're going to see in our small groups, you're going to see in just a moment in greater detail as I unpack that, we are pursuing the Holy Spirit intentionally as we gather corporately, and we're going to help each of us as a church pursue Him individually. And this thing of pursuing life in the Spirit, that life in that phrase has two meanings. Is we want, first of all, the empowering of the Spirit, the life the vitality, the sense of him operating in us, demonstrating this divine empowering. But the second is pursuing life practically in every single ordinary area of our lives. We want to learn how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so that's, that is the first thing that, that is coming up, is, is loving up is we are going to pursue life in the Holy Spirit. And so... The way we've put this phrase is you can turn it into a question. And it's a question we wanting to ask, we want to ask you to ask yourself repeatedly throughout this year is 
Am I pursuing life in the Holy Spirit? Can we say it together? Am I pursuing life in the Holy Spirit? It's a question we're going to get each of us to ask ourselves, our small groups, our church, over and over again. So practically, how are we going to help us pursue life in the Holy Spirit? Well, the first is tomorrow we're going to start off with a sermon series on the Holy Spirit, and we're going to look at who this Holy Spirit is. It's very important. What He does, what He does in the life of the believer, what are these empowerings, his infillings, what are his leadings, his ways, he has, a, he has a nature, he has a personality, he has a way of leading us in our lives, and, and, and lastly, what, is, what does he do in the life of the church? We'll look at what are these spiritual gifts that we want to see in scripture operating in SBC, teaching to them, and uh, understand their purpose and their place, but remember, it's not just about teaching, the Holy Spirit is to be experienced, and we want to create space for that too. And uh, we are wanting to do, in the first term, we are talking to one of our advanced friends, we've met him before, Taryn Williams, who is particularly gifted in this area. We want to create a night where we come together as small groups and as a church, and to trust God, to encounter and to fill and to demonstrate the work of the Holy Spirit in our midst. And we will be doing that more than once. And uh, what is important here as well is we're wanting to... Uh, Help wherever you are in this journey of the Holy Spirit. I just want to have a very strong disclaimer. Some of us are in very different spaces. I would say I would not be surprised, and I don't think you should be either, if you've never really considered the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because we talk a lot about the Father and the Son, not so? We talk a lot about the Father and the Son, and that's right. But there is a space to grow in the thing of the Holy Spirit, and we want you to know as your eldership, it is going to be safe, it's going to be secure, it's going to be handled responsibly. And what we are asking of you this year as we teach into it and as we give opportunity for us to experience Him is for openness to God's Word and openness to applying God's Word to your life. So when we talk about what the Holy Spirit does, we are going to lead from Scripture and when Scripture says this is the experience for the Christian that we are entitled to because of our faith in Jesus Christ, as we journey through that, we want to ask that you would be open. And as we go, we'll journey together in our growth of the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. The other thing that I just wanted to mention is we are wanting to look at our small groups being key to this as well. And so small group leaders, with your small groups, you're wanting to also help engage you in how in a safe space in our small groups and as a community, we can learn together on how we live life and pursue life in the Holy Spirit. You with me? Good. How can you get on board now with this? Please attend the Sunday services. The sermons are very important in unpacking <laughs> our journey in the Holy Spirit, be in prayer, and come expectant as we, we gather in our times of our small groups and in our times of our, our Sunday services um, as we journey together on this. I really want to encourage you to not miss out. Don't let there be blanks in this journey. Let this be a consistent uh, journey together for us as a church. The second is this. What is God calling us to in terms of loving up, in terms of my love, mm, loving in, in terms of uh, my love for God's people? The phrase we're wanting to uh, look at is, we are wanting to build 
a committed community. So building committed community. We sense that the Lord is wanting to deepen our relationships here at church in, at, at SPC. And what's important is, remember the mandate that comes through from Jesus. It says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. You love one another as I have loved you. And so part of the flow from loving up is when we preach into this Holy Spirit, working in the church, the natural flow is to go, what does that make us as a community? What does it mean that there's the hand, there's the eye, there's the foot? What does it mean that each of us have been given spiritual gifts to minister to each other? It means that we start to tap into our understanding of what it means to be connected as a body under Christ. And we want to move into that and build into that of when the world outside looks at SBC, the flavor they experience is a committed community that are expressing love for each other as Christ would. Now, the question then we will ask ourselves over and over again is, am I building committed community? Can we say it together? Am I building committed community? And we're going to be preaching into this. So um, after we uh, move in from the Holy Spirit's uh, session or series, but what we ultimately want to see happening here, this is very, very important, more than teaching, is we want to see the primary areas of community in the life of our church flourish. The primary vehicles of discipleship, of pastoral care, of, of even evangelism, and those are our small groups. And as an eldership, we feel strongly that the call of our church is to not be a church of just uh, with small groups. We feel God calling us to be a church of small groups. And so the value of community expressed in our church is that these small groups, as every member of SBC in some way is involved in a small group. Some small groups might look different. Some strategic small groups might cater to those who have young kids. So moms, you want to look at creative ways of how we can help people who are in tricky life stages connecting to small groups. Um, we wanting to make sure that in our small group leaders, we invest in them this year enormously so that they feel equipped and encouraged and uh, um, spurred on in their significant role of discipling SBC. Now you might be going, that's quite a shift <clears throat> perhaps I've seen small group as a place where I have relationship, that's good. And perhaps as a small group leader, <clears throat> you stepped into the role going, this is my job to facilitate community, that's good. But we sense God saying as a church, our mandate is to make disciples. And our primary vehicle of doing that is in these small communities that are able to get stuck into exercise Feel faithful, care for, nourish and nurture uh, the Christian life. And uh, we'll be working on a strategy for that. We actually have been so blessed by advance. Um, we've been given a document that has not even gone out to the rest of the churches um, and edited in terms of the best of the best, putting together small group strategies for churches. And we'll be working on that. But there's one important component that we feel responsible for as elders is if small groups are going to become the primary focus and vehicle for 
discipleship life community, of building committed community in our church, then the eldership needs to be actively involved in that. And for us, as, as, as we've looked at our role and revisited scripture and looked at what is, what is an elder's responsibility, his primary responsibility is to shepherd, not so. And there is a gap at the moment which we are very aware of. We st- we, and we've been trying to close it last year. We started to visit small groups. But we feel that the gap needs to close between small groups and elders. And the primary way of eldership shepherding well is through small group leadership. And so what we are going to, and we have committed to this year, is each elder in their congregation will be responsible for a number of small groups, specific small groups, and those specific small group leaders to disciple them, to encourage them, to care for them, to, to, to shepherd them, and to visit those groups, so that through that connection, we're able to get closer to the flock as elders and put our money where our mouth is, that where we want our small group ministries to flourish, they need close hands of encouragement, of leadership, of connection with elders. And so that is what we're building towards. Um, and small groups, you'll be looking forward to that. And small group leaders, I hope you like the elder you get. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, how can you get on board? Join a small group. Tomorrow, we're going to have a small group stand. Not so. Where's Simi? Kerry, Yes. Um, you can join a small group, get, in, get stuck in now. If you moms, young moms, I'm trying to think of all the, um, those who are retired, those, if you are, have creative ways of engaging tricky life stages, we want to be open to how we can serve you as a church. And so would you come and speak to us? We engage, we've got some interesting uh, models that we're pursuing um, through Friends in Advance that are quite a lot of fun. Um, at wheel pitch. But, but the bottom line is, guys, we need to make this happen. And we're asking if we can serve you in a way that can help you get into a small group better, then we'll come and speak to us. <clears throat> Excuse me. The last is loving out. And the phrase we want to use for this is we want to know, next one, know your neighbor. There we go. Loving out, we feel God calling us to know our neighbor. So, the question we're going to ask this year is, do you know your neighbor? Do I know my neighbor? Can we say it together? Do I know my neighbor? And the cool thing about this word neighbor is it's biblical, it's scriptural, and I try to unpack it in, in the devotion, is that a neighbor, we wanting you and myself included, to invite your next door neighbor around something fantastic called hospitality. And uh, yes, and uh, we're going to be preaching into the life of our church in terms of the power of opening up the dinner table, because that's where hearts get opened up. And uh, I tell you what, we're going to be having some great times of doing some fun challenges in this area where we're wanting to know our suburban neighbor. How many of you are friends with your next door neighbor? Anybody here? Brilliant. How many are you friends with the neighbor after that? That's fantastic. Can I say to you today, if you're from the 8, the 10, the 6, 
and the rich. You know how those congregations are going to grow? It is largely through the connection of neighborly love. In our small groups, this is why a committed community is so important. If you've got a small group going, hey, did you invite your neighbor around last week when you said you would, and there's some accountability, or you create spaces as a small group, you have a bra, and you say, we're going to invite our neighbors around. We're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to show them that we're normal people with a wonderful God that we love to serve. But we create the space of our community where we invite into our homes and into our lives, into our community, our neighbors. I tell you what we will see some big things happening here in our church. And so we're going to be helping us as a church, helping, we are going to be helping you as leaders get to know your neighbor better. And we're going to have some fun things around hospitality this year in our homes. But the second aspect of this neighbor that we want to look at is we have South African neighbors. Isn't it wonderful? And in our city, we have neighbors that look different to us that speak different languages, they are from different countries, they have different cultures, and we sense God saying to us that SBC, we are to start to love our neighbors, but not just our next door neighbors, our South African neighbors. Why is that important? Well, because God's mandate to our church is, does SBC inwardly look like an outward picture of East London under the gospel. That when you walk in here, you get a picture of a transformed community that has bridged gospel, spiritual divides. That when you look in here, you see a picture of East London being reached with the gospel that proclaims a message and a, a, a testimony to East London of saying, where we are here as a church, we are relevant to our city. We are relevant to serving her, of sharing the gospel with every aspect of the city, not just those that we like or those that we know, that the ring of our hearts of loving out would be the city of East London and the people in her, and that would be represented and transformed into what we see here in our midst. Does that make sense? that our loving out becomes a picture here of what we're called to do there, that we see a community transformed under the gospel that becomes a living hope, a testimony, a witness in our city of what this gospel can achieve. Breaking down all the stereotypes and barriers that hinder, oppose a community that honors Christ in its height and its depth and its breadth. <clears throat> so, what are the three things that we are going to be doing this year? The first is we are going to, can we have the first, we're going to be pursuing life in the spirit. Can we say it together? We're going to be pursuing Life in the Spirit. The second is, we are going to build committed community. The third is, we are going to know our neighbor. All right. <clears throat> Any questions? Was that clear? 
Are you excited for that? If you are daunted, join the club. We are going to have fun doing this. We're going to let God's word lead us. Nobody here has got this down, and I'm excited with my family and with my Christian family to do this together courageously and see where God takes us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Dave, I'm going to ask you just to pray for us. Let's pray together. Thank you for your people, Lord. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for love for you. Thank you for the richness of what we have in this room. But Lord, won't you fill our hearts with excitement? We're so grateful that you speak to us, that you lead us. We're so grateful for your word, Lord, which is timeless. And even today, thousands of years after we after it was written, we look back and we read and we learn and we see instructions and directions that are so absolutely perfectly useful for us today. And so, Lord, we thank you for what Matt has brought. We pray, Lord, that for each of us, this year would be a year of richness in our walk with you, a new closeness with your Holy Spirit, a new ability every day to know that comforting presence, that guiding hand, that wisdom that speaks in our ear, that, that one who helps us, that one who encourages us, that one who points us to Jesus all the time. We want to pursue life in your spirit. Lord, help us to be open to that. And Lord, as we come from so many diverse backgrounds, even from diverse doctrines, from diverse understandings, help us to be united, Lord, to pursue your word, to be open to what you show us, and to be open especially, Lord, to know more of your spirit in our lives. Lord, we know that... Uh, when you ascended to heaven, you told us that uh, Christians would be identifiable by the love that they have for each other. And we know, Lord, too, that you call us to love each other as you have loved us. And, Lord, we haven't even begun to scratch the depths of that. So, Lord, I pray that you would again just expand our vision, open our eyes to see what love for each other really looks like. Even by your Spirit, Lord, as we listen to that still small voice, show, it, show us what it looks like to live in a Christian community that is, relative, that, that is relevant and committed in 2019. What does that look like in our society? Won't you teach us, Lord? Won't you call us to the beauty of profoundly deep fellowship and commitment to each other? So that our lives are lived together for you and so that in each other we find the inspiration to keep on pursuing you together. And so, Lord, we commit ourselves 
to building that kind of fellowship. And then, Lord, as our lives are enriched and our hearts are strengthened from your spirit and from close fellowship with each other, won't you teach us to look outward? Lord, we live in a society that is absolutely broken. And we find it very easy to point fingers and to criticize and to tear down and to spot everything that is wrong. And it is a lot. But forgive us, Lord, that we sometimes forget that if anybody is going to fix it, it's going to be us because of you. Help us, Lord, to become agents that fix a broken society. Oh, Lord, break our hearts for the things that break your heart. Fill us for the love, with love for the supposedly unloved, those that to us are unloved. Fill us with your love. Lord, won't you help us? Change our hearts so that we can see people through the eyes of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to spread your love to those who desperately need it. Help us, Lord, to validate your gospel this year by showing that it is a gospel that builds unity in society. It is a word. We serve a God who we really know in our hearts is the only answer for society. Help us to live, Lord, as though we believe that. And so we commit ourselves, Lord, to looking outward, to doing what we can to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love those around us. And so, Lord, help us to know our neighbor well, but not just to know our neighbor, but to flood our neighbor with the love of Jesus. And so, Lord, we stand before you inadequate for the task, but excited by the call. We stand before you, Lord, committed to listen wherever that may take us. We stand before you, Lord, so grateful, so honored that you call us to be your instruments on earth. Thank you, Jesus. We pray your blessing on what we lay our hands to this year. In the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen.